0: Hey, friends, welcome back to your Good Life Now podcast. I am Frankie Martinez, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in and checking out this podcast. I know it's going to inspire and unleash something amazing in your life today. I am so excited about what we are talking about this month, this season, whatever you want to call it. God's put in my heart a verse for this year, which I believe is a year of abundance for you if you want it. Ephesians 3.20, it says, God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask or imagine according to his power working within us. And we are talking about what I believe is part of his power at work within you is the power to ask, but also the power to imagine. So today we are talking about imagination or limitation. The choices are: is imagination or limitation. Before we get deep into it, I want you to think back to when you were a kid. What did you want to be when you grew up? What did you want to be when you grew up? When you were a kid, when you were a child, just imagine it. Ask a kid and say, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know what you're going to hear? A president. I want to be the president. I want to be a rock star. I want to be a movie star. I'm going to be a princess. I'm going to... You know what's interesting about that is, is if you think about your own life, or if you ask a child, you're going to hear these great, grand things, these big examples of their their dreams and imagination. No kid sets low standards. No kid says, "Oh, I just want to be a employee at this small company." You know, I mean, nobody says that. No kid sets low standards, but high, limitless standards. Why? Because they don't understand limitations naturally we are born without limitation we're born to dream we're born to believe and we are born to imagine it reminds me of that cartoon movie despicable me if you haven't seen it, it's pretty funny but there's a part um, where it shows the villain when he was a young child his name is gru g-r-u (laughs) gru and They show him as a young child playing with a spaceship and he and his mom sitting on the chair reading or doing whatever she's doing. And he's sitting on the floor playing with his spaceship, a rocket ship. And and he says, Mom, when I grow up, I want to go to the moon. And the mom kind of laughs and looks at him and says, no, you can't go to the moon. They stopped sending monkeys into space. And then she laughs. She's laughing because she gave a snark comment. But if you look at Gru's face, he's disappointed. He's crushed. First of all, because his dream was literally denied, saying you can't do that. And then he was called a monkey, you know? So he is being introduced to limitation at that point. And as you can see in his face, it hurts. And maybe part of the reason he became a villain, who knows? But it, it, it's a funny example of how our vision, our dream, our faith, our belief as a child can get crushed and disappointed. And it reminds me of the story of even Adam and Eve when they first sinned in the Bible and they realized that they were naked. God called out looking for Adam. And what does Adam say? He says, I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid from you. And pay close attention to what God says in reply to Adam. He says, who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were naked? What is God saying? He's God saying, I never told you that. You were never created to learn limitation, to learn shame, to learn defeat, to learn that you're not enough, to learn that you don't have what it takes. You weren't created for that. And so I ask you, When you look into your life and you can remember how you used to dream as a child, what did you want to be as a child? You set high standards and through life, through situations, maybe it'd be like grew or whatever. Who told you to have limitation? Who told you not to dream big? Who told you what's possible and what's not possible? Who taught you this? Because naturally, by what was innate in your nature, you weren't taught this. If you were to ask Gru this question, who taught you this? He would have probably said, my mom. My mom taught me this. How about you? Where did you learn limitation? Because it didn't come from God. It didn't come from what you were built with. But even more importantly than who or where or what is simply realizing that limitation was learned. Jesus said, we're to have faith like a child, to believe like a child, to enter the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Why? Because children don't have limitations. They dream. They just see it so real. They can imagine. Kids play make believe. You can give them a rock and it becomes a a grand scene of adventure in their mind. You can give a kid a stick and they can create something amazing because their imagination is untainted. It's strong. It's real. I mean, I remember when my son Zeke was about five or six years old, he liked Batman and we were at Six Flag and we saw this very realistic looking Batman cape and mask. So we bought it for him and he was walking around that park in full character as if he was Batman. He even made his voice all deep and gurgly like Batman. And so he was talking like Batman the whole time. If that cape was on, he was Batman. And he would walk like Batman, talk like Batman. I remember even months later, and he had a little four-wheel quad, and he would ride that thing like if he was Batman. And it was just so amazing to see his imagination hang around a kid and watch their imagination run wild. It's beautiful to not have limitations. But here's the breakthrough. We're not born with imagination so parents can laugh and be entertained. We are born with imagination because that is literally the key in power to create. It's the key in power to create in life, to create the life that you were designed by God to live. God is the God who sees things that aren't as though they are. That, my friends, is 100% imagination. The God who sees things that aren't as though they are. That's what the Bible says. That's God using his imagination to create. And he has given us imagination as well. Why? So that we too can create with it. Don't you know that the devil only attacks what is powerful and what he is afraid of? That's why he attacks marriages and families and homes because he is afraid of the power of family. He is afraid of the power of a godly marriage. He attacks things that he's afraid of. And I believe your imagination has been attacked intentionally since you were a child to stop you from dreaming because dreaming and imagination gives birth to the miraculous in your life. It's the key to the life that you know you should be living. And I'm telling you, this is throughout the Bible. And I'm so grateful that in this podcast, we're showing different examples in the Bible of where God is showing us how huge of a part your imagination plays in the outcome of the life that you live. Now, there is a great story in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, that illustrates this in a very amazing way. It's a story where Jacob, who was Abram's grandson, Abram, Isaac, and Jacob, part of the patriarch of our faith. And in this story, Jacob is about to go and leave his father-in-law, who has been taking advantage of him, and he's gonna take his wife, Rachel, and they're gonna go off on their own, step out. But before he leaves, Laban, Jacob's father-in-law, says, what can I pay you? Because I know there's favor and blessing over your life. And look at this creative way that Jacob responds. He says, don't pay me anything. Instead, because at this time, Jacob was taking care of the sheep and and the goats, which was considered wealth in those days. So what Jacob says is, don't pay me. Instead, let me just keep the few spotted and speckled sheep and you keep all the sheep that look perfect that are you know l- nice looking and you just let me have the spotted and speckled ones and and I'll just take those and you can have the other ones so Laban says fine let's go ahead and you know you can do that well what if you read the story it's so interesting what Jacob does is he grabs pieces of wood and carves out spots and speckles lines and streaks on this piece of wood and puts it right over where they would drink and mate. So while these sheep and goat are mating, they are staring at this piece of wood with streaks and speckles. Now, the crazy thing is, as they saw this, as they were mating, which is the power of creation, guess what happened? They began to give birth to sheep and goats that were spotted and speckled. And Jacob kept doing this. And so what happened is the amount of sheep and goats that were spotted and speckled began to increase and flourish into abundance. The year of abundance, just like you. And the other perfect sheep, the, the sheep without spots or speckles started to diminish. And now... All of a sudden, Jacob's wealth began to increase. But what's the point of the story? The point of the story is this, that what the sheep were looking at, what they saw during their mating, which was the power of creation, they gave birth to. And this is so relevant because what you continually see in your imagination, which is your power of creation, what you continually see in your imagination, you will give birth to. Jacob understood this, so he he made these animals look at these spots and speckles, and they began to produce that. And what you stare at, what you continually see in your imagination, in your mind, you will also give birth to. This is so amazing. And this is just illustrating in the Bible the power of imagination, visualization, seeing what God told you and giving birth to it. So it's important to hold that image in our mind and see the good things that God has for you. What do you see when you look at your future? What do you see when you look at your life? Can you see yourself flourishing? Can you see your business booming? Can you see success following you wherever you go, just like the Bible says? Isn't that what the Bible says? Mercy and goodness will follow you all the days of your life. You pray it, you read it, but do you see it in your imagination? Can you visualize it? Can you see yourself you know, overcoming and thriving? Can you see that whatever you put your hands to do is gonna prosper? Can you see that no weapon formed against you shall prosper? Can you see that? Can you visualize these things? Because it's so important to see it, because what you see, you will produce in your life. Now, I don't want you to think that this is just some super spiritualization, and I'm going off on this deep end. I want to show you that this is in the Bible. God wants us to use your imagination. He can do it according to the power in you. But this has also been proven in a study, and this is a very crazy, cool study that is just so awesome. So I'm going to actually read to you this study that was done to basketball players And this is going to show you how what you see and what you imagine and what you visualize, how much it truly affects your life. So here's a study conducted by Dr. Blaslato. Hope I said that right, Blaslato. And the University of Chicago in 1996 on visualization. Dr. Blaslato's study was conducted by asking a group of students had been randomly selected to take a series of free throws. Now, if you don't know what free throws are, it's the the line where if there's a penalty or whatever, the basketball player gets to stand at this line and throw a shot, which is called a free throw. The percentage of made free throws were tallied. The students were then divided into three groups and asked to perform three separate tasks over a 30-day period. So they got randomly selected students, had them all take a bunch of free throws, and they marked down how many were made and how many were missed. Then they did a test, and they gave three different groups an assignment for 30 days. Okay? Check it out. The first group was told not to touch a basketball for 30 days. No practicing or playing basketball whatsoever. That's your role. You're just not going to touch a basketball, and in 30 days, you're going to come back and test you and see how you do. The second group was told to practice shooting free throws for 30 minutes a day for 30 days. Okay, that's your job. 30 minutes a day, you're going to go to the basketball court, shoot free throws for 30 days, and then we'll see how you do. Now, pay attention to this third group. This is so interesting. The third group was given the assignment to come to the gym every day for 30 days And spend 30 minutes with their eyes closed, simply visualizing hitting every free throw. You get that? So three different groups. First group, don't do anything. Second group, go to the gym, practice shooting your free throw shots for 30 minutes a day for 30 days. Third group, come to the gym every day for the same amount of time, 30 days, Spend the same amount of time, 30 minutes, but you're not going to actually touch the basketball. You're just going to stand there, close your eyes, and visualize making that shot. After the 30 days were up, all three groups were asked to come back and take the same number of free throws they had in the beginning of the study. The first group of students who did nothing, didn't touch a basketball or practice, they showed no improvement. So they were the same. The second group who actually grabbed a basketball and shot free throws and practiced every day for 30 minutes, they showed a 24% improvement. So after 30 days, their skills improved by 24%. Listen to this. The third group, however, the group which had simply visualized successful free throws, never touched the basketball, but stood there with their eyes closed and imagined and visualized them making free throw shots. They showed a 23% improvement, just 1% less than the people that actually practiced with a real basketball. The measurable improvement in the group that purely visualized that exercise was virtually the same as the group who had physically practiced. What an amazing example of visualization and imagining what God has for you these guys didn't even touch a basketball. They just imagined it. And they improved all, only 1% less than the people that actually shot the basketball. That just shows this is not just super spiritualization. It can really change and impact your life. So I ask you this. Will you choose imagination or limitation? Will you choose limitations over your life that you see clearly? Or will you begin to close your eyes and begin to imagine yourself overcoming these limitations, imagine God moving over your life, can you close your eyes and imagine that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above more than you can ask or imagine according to his power that's working in your life right now. So I pray over you listening to this podcast right now. May the limitations break off of your mind. May your imagination be restored. May you dream again and give birth to the life that you were created to live. God bless you guys. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Make sure you share it with a friend who needs a dream again. And as always, my friends, Cheers to your good life.